Blog Talk Radio. everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utop, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales, and find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And this is going to be episode 147, Roving Report from Mansell, Missouri for Laura Ingalls Wilder Days, Take Two. And the reason that it is going to be Take Two is because when I originally uh, set this up, for some reason, Blog Talk Radio was not doing live shows. It just came up with an error message. But uh, my friend Kelly was came over to do it with me, so we recorded it, and I thought, well, I can just go ahead and do it uh, as playing the recording. And I had some tech problems, and it really messed up, and you could not hear it at all, and it ended at 14 minutes into the episode, despite the fact that it showed it was still recording. So I have no idea what was happening there. So we're going to do a take two, and then I'm going to delete that. And I hope that this ends up working. Otherwise, I am going to be quite irritated. Uh, and with that, I am going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So this is to let you know that you can always call in to be a part of the show at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll free at 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free 1-877-633-9389. And uh, we should be having a couple of episodes coming up. Uh, the next one will, will be our looking ahead at March 2024. And uh, we are going to also be doing uh, some, our roundup episode is pretty much ready to go. So we've got to do that. And then we should be getting back into some more interviews. And uh, we don't have any programs this uh, coming uh, upcoming soon, but uh, if you are wanting a program for me to come and speak or to do it virtually, uh, you can always reach out and let me know. Um, and I guess that's probably all you needed to know for the uh for the housekeeping. (laughs) 
And with that, I am going to start uh, the episode we did before, and I think it might be doing some uh, housekeeping repeats at the beginning, but uh, we're just going to go with that and hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales. And I have here with me today my friend, Kelly Pogel. And the clock is going, which is always a nice thing to happen when you're trying to record. Um, Anyway, we are here to talk to you today about our trip to Mansfield, Missouri. And before we get into that, just a little housekeeping. Uh, I want to tell you, welcome to Trendle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trendle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trendle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because it helps other people find the show. And Remember, you can call in, not in today's episode, but normally you could call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. And before we get going, uh, I should mention as a heads up, going to sound different today because we are not uh, able to record it going uh, live out on the web, and I guess it's a good thing that you didn't call in and came in person, Kelly, so we are not completely out of luck because uh, Blog Talk Radio is flashing us a little uh, note that says, hey, you can't do live episodes right now, so we are recording it and we'll get it uploaded later. Uh, as a heads up of what's coming up, we've got um, new episodes of the for the YouTube channel. We've been having a couple of those loaded this month, and it's our continuing goal to have one a week, and maybe we'll even make it this year. We'll try. Um, and uh, we have I have updated. My presentations page, there's going to be, well, I have to do the website yet. I did did it on my blog. And there's going to be two programs in January. Uh, one is at a Rotary meeting, and the other one is going to be uh, at Kirkwood, my workplace. You can't come to the Kirkwood one, but if you want to come to the Rotary meeting, go ahead and reach out to me now so I can tell the um Ordinary people to expect you because you have to let them know ahead of time or you can't come. So I think that is about all we have that way. Um, we will have our roundup episode, I'm hoping, before the end of the year. And we'll also be doing the Laura's birthday show in February. So if you have any Laura episodes or Laura stories, you want to share, you can go ahead and email them to me. You could record them or you can write them down so I can read them or anything like that. And it's always better to get started on those now rather than later. 
And I think that gets us back to uh, the episode. And uh, we're going to pretend you're hearing the sound effect here that is actually built into the live uh, sending thing, so I don't have it. And we're going to be doing a report of our trip to Manfield. And I have been very pleased these last couple of years to be able to have a Laura travel buddy, which is very nice. And I had actually said to myself uh, a few years ago that um, it wouldn't it be nice if I had a travel, a Laura travel buddy. And now I do. <laughs> so that is just a great thing. But we are not very good at getting our roving reports out <laughs> we're actually in the town, which is why this is going way back to when Wilder Days was, and uh, it's going to uh, be talking to you about our trip, and I would have to say that we had an excellent time in Mansfield. What was your uh, impression? Oh, yeah, I loved uh, Mansfield. Um, of course, we went to Walnut Grove earlier in the summer, um, and that was a really nice trip as well, um, but uh, yeah, it was a great few days there. Yes, and uh, Mansfield has, well, no, I guess we're going, I was looking at my little uh, thing I have there to, to what order we're going to talk in, and I didn't want to jump ahead, and I guess it is a little ahead, so we'll go back. So why did, uh, why did we take this particular trip? Well, I wanted to go to Mansfield because of a couple things. They had just decided to repaint the trim on the rock house. Now, if you are unaware, Laura lived in three houses while uh, they were in Mansfield, three different houses, and we saw all three of them. And the second one is the rock house, which was supposed to be a retirement house that their daughter, Rose Wilder Lane, built for them, which... You can really tell that Rose Wilder Lane built it for them. And uh, it is a brick house, and it has pretty much all the time it's been open as a museum had this kind of red brick, paint, well, kind of a dark brick color paint on the trim. And before that, I had pulled up some pictures and looked, and before they got it restored, it actually had this green color trim. And they went back to painting it that that color. And they said they matched it with what was on the trim. So they probably did. But I think it would have looked a lot better as a darker color. But we'll get to the rockets anyway. Um, and then they had a new photo policy that said you could take photos inside both the houses that are museums. And when we got there... You got to actually take pictures inside the museum, too. No video anywhere, but pictures in all three, which just blew me away. I could not believe that. They have always been so anti-photo. And now they're like, yeah, whatever, copacetic. It was weird. No flash. No flash. No flash. No yeah. flash. But uh, so that was a different thing. But we got photos. Uh, and there were new places to stay, which uh, there was the Friendship House, which if you uh, are a deep Laura fan who knows a lot about what her life was like in Nashville after uh, the books are set, 
she had she and Manley were friends with another young couple whose last name was Seal, and they'd done a couple different things together. They took a couple trips and stuff, and they had the service station in town. And uh, Manley liked Silas because he would uh, check and make sure he everything was full, his oil and his windshield wiper things, before asking if he wanted any gas or anything. So he thought that was the right way to treat customers. They got to be friends. And then the Seals built this boarding house, which was, it, it was a big house that was built to uh, rent out the rooms individually. And I had stayed in one of them um, a long time ago. That was back in 98 in the one room that had a bathroom attached, which clearly it had been put into the closet, which is not a good look for a bathroom. Because <laughs> when I say closet, I'm not talking walk-in closet. I'm talking like closet in the right of your front door to hold your coat kind of closet. So, but they have just, uh, it had gone out of business, and the daughter of the person who uh, First ran it as a bed and breakfast, not as a boarding house, um, but they, a lady had bought it from Annette Steele who owned it and turned it into a bed and breakfast and her daughter just got the building and remodeled the upstairs. So now every single room has a bathroom. <laughs> they don't have near as many rooms because they had to kind of combine it together, but to get the room to do that. Now every room has a little sitting room and the actual bedroom. They're still not huge, but they're nice, and I got to tour that. And we stayed at the Weaver Inn, which now we're to the Weaver Inn, and uh, it was just great. Um, and one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into that is Almanzo's workbench. Now, in my video from my last trip in 2019, uh, the tour guide had told me that the workbench they had there was only like Manley's workbench. And they, the guide got a hold of me later and said, oh, no, I was wrong. It actually is Manley's workbench. So I wanted to get pictures of that, too. And I think that is basically why I went. Why did you go, Kelly? <laughs> I went because I've uh, been thinking about uh, Laura as a writer and about uh, about how she wrote about things um, sometimes uh, multiple times. And I just thought it would give me a better sense of her as a, as a writer and as a person who writes um, by looking at the space and things that she was writing in. So that was what was really intriguing to me. That was pretty good. And it wasn't because your best buddy was going. <laughs> That's what I was really... Oh, yeah. And a trip to Missouri. <laughs> Get out of work for a few days. Okay. Well, okay. So where we ended up staying was the Weaver Inn. And uh, it is on the square, the Loring, well, the town park and it's got a bust of her head in it uh, and then it's this um, belongs to uh, a fairly well-off couple in town and they basically have that entire town block purchased 
They basically own all of that. And one of the buildings that faces the actual park is the um, coffee shop that they have, and it's open in the morning. And then it's open in the evening if you're actually staying there. And there was, then uh, next to it, there was a cement patio because that was also a building and it burnt down. Um, and then there was another building with rooms in it. And then ours uh, was to the side and right next to the original Laura Ingalls Wilder Branch Library which was great because I had always misidentified where that was. I thought it was in the front part of the building where the coffee shop was, but that is incorrect. Not only is there a sign uh, by the next door to the room we stayed in, there was also a, uh, I pulled out the picture of Laura standing in front of the library. And they have really changed the sidewalk, but you can see the line on the building where the sidewalk used to be. And it's had enough of a slant that you could not duplicate that. If you were trying to match it, you would you would throw up your hands and say, "No, we're not even going to going to try." And it matched it really well. So I am uh, I was completely totally wrong. It's around the side by the alley is where the library was, and the room we stayed in was one wall away from that. Yes, <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, but really, the other thing was just that that coffee shop. They were super nice. Anytime they were open, we they said we could basically have anything that wasn't the super fancy stuff or uh, bottled. That, that we could have, you know, tea or regular coffee or anything like that. And uh, they gave us breakfast in the morning, which was nice. And it was just most the, the mostly relaxed. Space that I think I might have been in in a Laura site, and <coughs> I just I just really enjoyed it. The whole place had such a great vibe that having a room that was the former library or not, it really it, it just was such a great place to stay. If it was someplace else, I would have enjoyed mm -hmm. staying there. It really it is now my new favorite bread and breakfast. So I haven't stayed in Friendship House yet, but still. It is currently my new bread and breakfast. Yeah. So. And, you know, you described the patio area, and uh, they have it fixed up so nice. It's very cute and very relaxing out there, too. It really is. And I thought <coughs> the, the tea was good, and the food was good, and it was just, I can't say enough things about it. I just really loved staying there. Um it was pricey, but I think just about anything is anymore. I mean, it wasn't Disney pricey. <laughs> right. So, um, so that was the evening, and we went across the uh, town park <coughs> to uh, where the food, or there was a restaurant there that used to be called uh, Nellie's. They have changed the name, though they sort of still answer to Nellie's. And the woman who uh, runs that is actually the one who did the food truck uh, out at Wilder Days at the um, museum. So she's the one running the show there. 
And it was it was really very nice too. And we brought it back to the patio because we just totally had the patio and I just really loved that place. Okay, that's enough saying nice things about that. Uh the next morning we had our breakfast at the Weaver Inn in the coffee place and they basically said you could have any of the food that they normally serve to the people just coming in off the street for free. And they said that you could get drinks, um, you know, tea or coffee or whatever, anytime they're open. And they were actually um, open uh, pretty much all day Saturday. So we went in and got drinks a couple different times. So in the morning, we or Kelly needed to do some work stuff, which, boo, it's not <laughs> fun to have to do work stuff. So I took the car and was driving around, and I hit a couple places. I hit the library again and uh, walked over to Friendship House, and they offered to give me a tour. So I walked around then and uh, went out to the cemetery and just kind of hit sort of the places that were around that I didn't think Kelly would care too much about. And then um, after lunch, we went out to the to Rocky Ridge uh, to sort of uh, see the stuff. And we went through the uh, Rocky Ridge itself. We did the Rock House that day too, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and walked through the museum. Uh, but we were uh, going to do the Wilder dinner that night, and uh, we did not pay extra for the meet and greet. So um, we had to get out of there for a bit and went back to the room and then headed over to the school for the Wilder dinner and were kind of shocked because the parking lot was full. And, I mean, there's... There's a decent number of people who go to the Wilder Dinner, but full school parking lot, it is not. <laughs> so we were like, oh gosh, we should have left so much earlier. But then we found out they were doing some kind of sports thing, wasn't it? Volleyball? Volleyball, I think. Yeah, so part of the cars were volleyball cars, so uh, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Uh, and we went in and... Uh, at the Wilder Dinner, if you haven't been there, they start out playing Paws Fiddle, which is always great, but they don't say it's Paws Fiddle. So if you don't already know that, uh, you won't necessarily appreciate it. They don't say, and now Paws Fiddle. They just have the fiddler guy there. And I thought, you know, it says on the, the schedule, Paws Fiddle. And I thought they'd like introduce him and play a couple numbers, but nope, it's just as you're coming in. And uh, so pay attention to that if you go to the Wilder Dinner. Uh, and I actually, my Christmas card this year ended up having the picture Kelly took of me and Paz Fiddle on the second day. And if I would have been smart, I could have gotten a picture with Paz Fiddle under decent lighting, <laughs> wearing nicer clothes. But I did not. But that, that's a heads up. Ask to get your picture taken with Paz Fiddle if you're there for the Wilder Dinner because you sure can. And I think it was a pretty decent dinner. And then for the uh, speaker of the evening, they picked somebody. 
And normally, it's a TV show person. They also have done, you know, I think they did Pamela Smith Hill one time. I'm not 100% sure. I think so. So they've done other speakers, but it's mostly people from the television show. And this time, it was Patrick. His last name I can never pronounce. Raberto? It's something like that. He, he played um, uh, Andrew Garvey on the Little House on the Prairie TV show on NBC, and then he later played Bud Roberts on uh, JAG. And whenever I try and remember his name, what I remember is Bud, which is totally unhelpful. <laughs> but he did, did the speech, and I, I had never heard him speak before. I had seen him before at the event that I did in Hannibal, that I went to in Hannibal. That sounded like I was speaking there or something. I wasn't. I just, I just attended. So I'd seen him, but uh, I hadn't heard him speak, and I thought it, it was a pretty nice speech. Yeah, I thought it was very, uh, it was very funny and um, also pretty moving speech. Yes. Yes. Her, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know what he normally talks about, but it was fairly personal and yes. um, and uh, genuine um, in his delivery, and so um, and afterwards he um, uh, stuck around and talked with anyone who wanted to talk with him there. Um, that was really cool as well. And you got a chance to take your picture with him, which is nice. Uh, and oh, what, one of the things he talked about was his relationship with Merlin Olson, mm-hmm. who was a football star, and. He did not know who that was, which I do not blame him because I do not. I mean, I've heard the name, but I mostly know who he is because of Little House in the Prairie and Father Murphy. I, I could tell you zero about his football story. I don't even know what team he was on. Yeah. He said, but I don't remember. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, so for Laura people, he was a big football person. If you asked a big football person, they would be looking aghast and are probably talking back to the radio right now while they're listening to us going, how do these stupid women not know this? But we knew him as an actor and he did a nice job and um, and Patrick talked a lot about how they had a really um, supportive relationship on the show and he had had um, his father died, I think he said, mm-hmm. and and Merlin had kind of stepped into um, not not necessarily that role, but giving that kind of support of having a um, a male authority figure who was trying to support you, which is a really was really really nice for him because he certainly was under no obligation to do that. And then they did the auction, which I have to say they had a different auctioneer this time, and it was much better. Kelly was looking at me like I was crazy after I told her about the auctioneer last time, and she said, "This isn't the same person, is it?" <laughs> it was not the same person. Um, and they had a silent auction going too, and. I really think they needed to advertise that a bit more than they did because uh, they had a complete set of the dolls, including Grace, and the bids were just 
non-existent pretty much. I mean, it was, it was sad. There are a lot of people, if they would have known there was a grace available and they could have bid online, I think there would have been a lot more bids. But uh, I ended up getting a uh, painting of uh, Rocky Ridge. So, And by that, I mean my brother got it magically to give it to me for Christmas. <laughs> so uh, it was it was a real pleasant evening. And I was concerned because they said they were going to have a um, party, a uh, street dance, uh, right in front of the, um, well, basically right in front of the Weaver Inn. And I was concerned what it was going to be like when we got back there, that there would be a place to park, having had to walk many miles for, for street dances in my life. But... It apparently must not have gone too well because they uh, we were able to pull right back up into the same place where we were parked before we left for the dinner. So that's unfortunate for them, but um, it worked out okay. So don't be too scared of a street dance if you're going to stay there. And then the next day we went over to hit all the places again, which is what happens if you travel with me. And uh, they did let you take still photos, not videos, in the museum, which was really nice. They had it specially set up um, with the Garth Williams exhibit because in December 1953, now let's see, no, it was in October 1953, I think, that the... Um, illustrations flipped over, but the horn book came out in December uh, announcing that they had changed it over. So they were doing it for the 75th anniversary, and they had quite a few special things laid out for that, and they had all of the Garth Williams pictures that they'd gotten um, when they were doing, his family did the big sellout right after he died um, to they collected some of the Laura illustrations, and so they had them on display in the room where they normally are showing an orientation video. And um, Kelly really liked the Garth Wiggins exhibit, so I'm going to let her talk about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, um, some of it's a sentimental, you know, piece from mm -hmm. my childhood and reading all those <laughs> great books back then and. And then, I, you know, seeing all the things that I didn't realize he had illustrated in terms of golden books and things and kind of putting that all together uh, has been uh, a really neat thing between seeing his work uh, down in Mansfield and then also in Walnut Grove earlier this summer. Um, so, and they had that great letter that he had mm -hmm. written um, during or after his travel because he was trying to locate, uh, you know, the different locations, and that was just really cool to see in person. Yeah, there was a small display with some letters and stuff in the front room, and I was just, you know, taking taking pictures, since you could take pictures, and was going to read them later, but as I looked at it, it sounds like from there, they had, if you go to the Engel's home site in Independence, it looks exactly like the Williams illustration. And I always thought that was kind of weird, 
because he had been told uh, by Laura that it was, you know, so many miles away from uh, independence. And it sounded like in the letter that he hadn't just taken her at her word for that, but that they had been looking. It, it sounded like he almost found those census records that they talk about other people finding probably about 10 years after this, maybe. And um, he, it, it sounded like he had tracked down the place, and that was why it looked so much like it. Which, if he did, I am truly impressed. I did not think his his research trips involved talking to people at courthouses and about censuses and stuff. So, I, I really was surprised to see that and pretty impressed. Um, the the big thing to see is always also hospital, and we saw it in the case, and we also heard them play it twice. This was a different. Um, a different fiddler than they normally have, and I think I liked the original or the one I normally see there a little better. But he was he was good and he was very nice. And one of the women there, uh, after it might have been the second time that that he played, said, "Oh, I want my picture taken with the fiddle," which is why I have one because it had never occurred to me to ask that before. Because if it had, I would have done it under the night lighting. <laughs> at the Wilder dinner. So I, I thought that was cool. But if you asked for that, they they would do it. And I'm hoping that they maybe turn that into a bit of a photo op because they totally could do that fairly easily. Um, we also looked at Laura's red velvet dress, which uh, I just love. She always talks about in the later years of her life when she wants to dress up, she's got this red velvet dress, and they have it there. And we kept staring at it, um, partly because we were trying to get all the details, and it's got like rushed sleeves, which I may not be pronouncing right, but it's R-U-C-H-E-D, and it means it's kind of little like tucks, not really as formal as tucks, but, you know, kind of kind of makes that kind of uh, ripply kind of pattern. And we were also trying to use it to kind of work on figuring out Laura's height, which I think what we need is access to some of those things of like a day, some math to figure out. But we did our best and we were measuring things on the dress. And uh, then we looked at Rose's stuff and Kelly was very pleased to uh, get to see Rose's stuff. Well, they had on display some really uh, great uh, clothing items um, from the 1960s that um, I think you could wear today. I mean, they were really cool yeah. <laughs> looking outfits. And um, <clears throat> the other thing I really liked of uh, Rose's was there was like a desk that I think she purchased mm-hmm. for like ten dollars, and on the desk um, there was like a giant coffee cup because apparently she really liked big coffee cups, mm-hmm. and that entertained me as well. <laughs> so I thought they had some very nice items there, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of beyond what I expected for for Rose. Okay, uh, and they also had Laura's real lap desk. And they have recreated the 
pack that they came down in Missouri with. And uh, I have to say, I was so busy looking at the lap desk that I totally missed that they had the $100 bill sticking out. <laughs> and Kelly had pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, I am an idiot. How did I not see that? Um, I, I don't think they had it hit in the right place because uh, I've got a video where I talked to the guy who got to measure it all. It was a woodworker, and it's built some replicas of it. Um, and he has a different suggestion, but she really couldn't see where it probably was hidden, so it was just sticking out, and I thought that was great. Uh, and they had some uh, fake chickens in the chicken crate on the back of the hack, which I thought also thought was pretty nifty. And um, they had her mailbox, which I like because I also have one of our old mailboxes sitting there to do that in my Laura building. And they had a big section about this pattern found because there is like a tapestry hanging that is in sort of the hallway between the dining room and the library and music room. And they had been going through a box of stuff that was just stuck in a closet. And they found the pattern where that came from, that uh, Laura had gotten it out of Cosmopolitan, and uh, they and then worked it off of that, and they are very pleased to have found this. So they have a big display of it out, and they tracked down the copy of the magazine that you could order the pattern from, and and it was just kind of nifty. I still don't understand why she thought something about the Middle Ages would go in her house, because it's sort of not seen to that at all but she must have liked it <laughs> or else she meant to give it to somebody else and, <laughs> and maybe decided it was too much work after she got it done that, that she was going to keep this if she had to put that much trouble in. I don't know, but she does have it there. Um, and then we, they had a pie auction there for the Mansfield Historical Society and they had gooseberry pie and I had never had gooseberry pie and gooseberries apparently look like peas. <laughs> so uh, we both tried the, the gooseberry pie, and I think it was it was interesting. I, I think I was glad to have tried it. Oh yeah, I was glad to have tried it. And actually, the next month I had gooseberry pie a second time <laughs> after never having it uh, before, and so and it was all right the second time, but. <laughs> I probably will not order gooseberry pie again, <laughs> <laughs> given the choice. Well, it was it was so interesting because you you never see that you almost never see native fruit fruit pies anywhere. But okay, so uh, we also ended up getting a drink in the gift shop. There wasn't any food trucks at either the. Um, the Rocky Ridge or at the Rock House, apparently they were supposed to have, and we were getting pretty darn parched. So we ended up buying some at the gift shop because they do always have bottles of stuff there. Okay, so Rocky Ridge Farmhouse. You walk up a very slanted walkway to get up to the Rock House. And I am very glad I did not have somebody in a wheelchair. I was having to get up that hill. 
um, or more importantly, trying to get them to go down that <laughs> hill, I think it would have been a major problem. I, I think maybe they need to re-engineer that hill just a little bit, but um, it, it does have a very nice opening view when you get up to the top of the hill and see the rocky ridge. And uh, we just, it was for Rocky Ridge Day, they, well, for Wilder Days. They have changed the name of Ridge Wilder Days now. Um, you got to uh, do sort of a self-guided tour, so we walked all over the place and did not touch anything, but uh, took lots and lots of pictures because we could. And uh, they had the fainting couch that Laura said she slept on sometimes after she, if she got up in the middle of the night inspired to write, and they had that recovered. They have been doing a lot of really uh, good recovery work on the furniture and stuff in the house. And I tried to get a picture of the back wall in the kitchen, and I do not think that is going to work. I think I'm... <laughs> going to have to do something else. I'm still trying to get that wall to be a new background for my video studio out in my building. But the gigantic photo is not going to work unless I can take it at night or something because the two lights just totally block out everything. I mean, the, the two windows that are there. Uh, and then uh, Kelly fell in love with the library. I don't think I'm the only one that's fallen in love with the library. <laughs> it's just, I didn't, I didn't realize um, that the farmhouse would, you know, especially the the front part there would be so kind of uh, mission focused um, in terms of style, and uh, yeah, that always gets me every time. And um, but yeah, I loved. Well, I just loved everything about that little library area up there, and um, I took full advantage of being able to take photos <laughs> there. Uh, okay, maybe not as many as Sarah, but um, probably as many as Sarah took at the little library area because uh, I really wanted to um, show it to my husband when uh, we got home and, uh, yeah, think about him being able to build something like that for me someday, but. That's a that's a dream, but <laughs> it was uh it was really gorgeous. Well, I think you took pictures of the uh more pictures of the library than I might have of the rest of the downstairs. <laughs> yeah. you, you you got pictures I didn't you were trying to get different angles. Trying to, and yeah. Hang so, my hand over. So it has it she's she has the best library photos that I have seen. And I was like, whoa, I could have taken those. I did not. <laughs> I was impressed. Um, and then we ended up outside. They had a little booth. They were doing, uh, continuing their fundraiser thing where if you bid at least 15 bucks, you got a little keychain. And we talked to them about that. And they actually, we got a little behind-the-scenes tour of Amanzo's workshop, which they are working on restoring. And that is where the uh, workbench is. And they have a couple stalls built out now. And they're really kind of trying to make it look more like it did. It had been the director's office. It had been a gift shop. And 
now they were trying to make it look more like it did when Almanza was there. And I hope they get it open soon because I think they were doing a real nice job with that. Um, we went over to the Brock House. That is that retirement house they mentioned before. They have limited furniture there. They have a couple of photos. And what they mostly have for furniture are things they had taken out of Rocky Ridge that had originally been in the um, Rock House and moved when Laura and Manley did. And I kind of wish they hadn't done it because they always like to say that the house is like Laura had it when she died. And it was much, it had more stuff in it because some of that stuff that had been in the rock house had been kind of stuffed into Rocky Ridge. So it doesn't look quite right. They don't have most of the furniture at the rock house, so it still doesn't look quite like it did either. But um, that's how they're doing it. It needs a roof. That was what the fundraiser with the keychain was for. And hopefully they will get that because as I always say that, and it isn't, it isn't something I came up with, but if you can keep a good roof on a historic building, everything else can wait. It would be better if it didn't, but everything else can wait. So we're hoping they get it. And that's a particularly hard roof because that was one of the details that Rose wanted um, changed from what they looked at in the original Sears house. So the, the they're wooden shingles and they are oddly shaped wooden shingles. So there's like a pattern in them. I don't think I have ever seen uh, shingles cut like that before. So I hope they get, they and they want enough money to do it properly, not just like slam a metal roof on it or anything. So hopefully, hopefully they'll get enough to get it fixed. It is not a rock house, or it's not a rock house. It is not a Sears house. There were several companies who actually did sell pre-done houses. So you could just order the house and it would come. It was mass production. So the houses were cheaper that way. You would do things so... The pieces would be numbered, and there would be exactly the right number of nails you'd need and things. That, and this one is based on one of those houses called the Mitchell, but there were enough changes that Laura hired, an, Rose hired an architect from Springfield to oversee the changes. You can just buy the plans of the houses, too, and Rose bought the plans, but still had an architect redo it to match exactly what she wanted. So it's really um, not a serious house. And a lot of Laura fans might be going, well, that's close enough. But Sears House people are very serious about Sears houses. And you have to have a house that was purchased from Sears to be a Sears house. And Kelly is laughing. Have you run into that too? No, I, uh, I yeah, I just uh, live with someone who, <laughs> my <laughs> husband who would want to keep that all straight. Yeah, yeah for sure. So that is, uh, it's not a serious house. Just go with that. Uh, let's see. And we were there partially then for wilder days, and I, I already talked about, or we already talked about the dinner, and it was the Darth Williams anniversary. 
and his speech and the auction and the food and hospital. So we already talked about all that. Uh, one thing we did this time that I had never done before is we uh, took, they have a little kind of, of um, people mover thing that runs back and forth between the town square and Rocky Ridge. And it's supposed to have one running between Rocky Ridge and the Rock House. But I think we figured out by the end of the day that the one from Rocky Ridge to the Rock House was supposed to be there and wasn't. So uh, we rode that back and forth um, between the Rock House back to downtown to watch the parade, which was at, um, I think it was at two or three, I can't remember. Right after lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we watched or watched that. It was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. And there were a lot of old cars. Yeah. Yes, there were a lot of cars, um, which is not a bad thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I love small town parades. And um, it uh, definitely set the bill that way. And um, and had some nice uh, floats as well, mm-hmm. some themed floats. And um, the... Town Square between that and, you know, uh, the food trucks and craft and vendors, craft, crafters and vendors and stuff. There were lots of things to do, and it was pretty pretty live that day. Uh, then we headed over to the Mansfield Historical Museum, which is the local history, not really Laura, although they had kind of a big Laura display for not really being Laura. Uh, and they had a chair that uh, Almanzo had made. And they were talking about it being one of four. And I was thinking, now these are Andromedac chairs. And if you are unfamiliar with that style, they are very large. They're like, picture a deck chair. You know, it, it, it only chunky. So it is, it is quite large and I thought they were doing it as a um, that it was a set and I was going where would you find room to put four of these but apparently he it wasn't a set he just made four chairs and one of them is in the house in Rocky Ridge and one is in this museum uh, they didn't let you take pictures in there which okay you run into that sometimes uh, it, the building itself, they have it being basically a replica of Mansfield uh, Depot, which had burned down. So the foundation was still there. And they were originally hoping to rebuild on the foundation, but the foundation uh, is in railroad right away, and they were the railroad was not interested in letting anybody else build anything on the railroads right away. So they're down the hill from where it originally was, but I think the exterior of the building really looks like the depot, and they have a rail car that they're restoring, that mm-hmm. they're going to have there that was full of power equipment when, when we were there. And I think it was it was worth a stop. What was your thought? Oh, yeah, it had some, yeah, unique Laura things. Um I really appreciated like that they were um, working on really building this up as a as a museum and yeah it was even though like it would have been cool if the 
if the railroad car would have been done. It was great to see, like, oh, there's, like, active work going on here, too. So, okay. So, we, uh, let's see, I just talked about the transportation. This is what happens when you don't follow your outline closely. <laughs> you end up saying things again. But uh, we, they did have those sort of three points of transportation. And the basically how they had between the rock between Rocky Ridge and the Rock House because one of the trailers went down, they had it in the golf cart, and they were driving back and forth across the uh, the path between Rocky Ridge and the Rock House, and it was an entertainingly quick ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. Uh, differences from the last time I was there in 2019, uh, they moved the vendor portion back to the square in town, which I was sorry about the food, but other than that, I think it probably does work better yeah. in the downtown. Uh, that there, uh, so both the, they still had craft show booths and uh, like food trucks there, and I was trying to force Kelly into buying this sign, but she managed to hold out <laughs> and didn't buy it. But they had some, some different neat things there. Uh, they, there was no food at the farm, which is, I think, a big negative, but that they were supposed to have one and then something happened at the last minute, apparently. Uh, last time I was there, they, one of the food trucks they had right by Rocky Ridge was a Nellie's Lunch Pail, which was set up to look like a, uh, well, really, it almost looked like a lunchbox that was supposed to be a covered wagon. It, it really was kind of a neat design. Um, but the person who ran that is now running the restaurant in town right across the square from where the Weaver Inn is. Uh, and it was still pretty good food. And the other place we ate in town was the Italian place whose name I did not look up for this, which I should have. But uh, that was pretty good, too. I think mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a little more on the edge of town. Um, so... You have to go past all the part of Mansfield that you think looks like Mansfield, and it's there. Um, and we found the original location of the library, and the big news was the Wilder townhouse, because the Wilders lived in town. Uh, they had rented this house for a while, and later, when... Mother and Father Wilder had retired, and Eliza Jane had talked them into selling out their farm and investing it into uh, rice uh, production down in Louisiana. Do not sell a paid-off farm and <laughs> invest it in rice production in Louisiana, all in one thing. This is a classic bad idea. <laughs> and surprise, surprise. It did not end well, and they ended up losing a lot of their money. But before they did that, they had taken some of the money they got from selling the farm and bought this house 
for Laura and Manley and Rose, and they lived there for a few years before they got Rocky Ridge built up so that you could actually stay there all the time. And that is an important thing to point out because the museum had gotten the Wilder Townhouse purchase, and it was sitting there looking sadder and sadder and sadder. And if you look at my Mansfield videos from 2019, there it is being sad. And these people who run the Weaver Inn bought it and are restoring it to be part of the bed and breakfast which means you will be able to stay in a place where Laura lived. How awesome is that? It is just, ah, I am so excited. I, I, am, now, uh, I am now forced to have to plan another trip back to Mansfield in order to stay there and you still will get all the perks of the Weaver Inn because it is awesome. And I just can't believe that they're doing that. And poor Kelly is looking at me like I'm crazy. Why do I care so much about staying in this house? But uh, we got to walk around it and everything. They had torn off the addition that had been added, which was good because it did not look like it was in the best shape. And uh, they are a long ways from being done. At least they were a long ways in August. Um, no, it wasn't August. It September. was September, but still. Uh, a long ways from being done in September. And they were, I think, going to, they were also funding the railroad car restoration for the uh, Mansfield Museum. And I think they wanted to focus on that first. So it will probably be sometime during 2024 when it's open but no idea when yet. So I personally am thrilled with that and am highly looking forward to going back. And I haven't asked yet Kelly if she or asked Kelly yet if she wanted, would want to go. But even if she doesn't, I'm gonna go stay in that house. By gosh, I gotta stay in that house. <laughs> I may have to go sometime when it isn't wilder days to be able to afford it. <laughs> I'm going to go stay in that house. I would definitely go back to Mansfield with you, Sarah, or without you. I found it a very um, relaxing uh, place. It was a bit of a drive down there from where we're at, um, but uh, not not horrible um, if you're going to be there for a few days. And, yeah, I just thought it was a very um, uh, cute town and clearly, like, having a little bit of a revival and putting some um, – Nice uh, touches um, onto areas around the town square, and I don't know, there's like there's a little momentum down there, so that was great to see. And um, I think it'd be a great—I've been thinking it'd be a great place to go for like a writing retreat. You know, if I just needed a few days to do some um, serious work on writing um, and get away, that distance would be probably the big barrier, but um, certainly um, a relaxing place to work or or to go just for fun. <laughs> yes, because that Weaver Inn, I just really love that Weaver Inn. And I think I may also have to try and stay in the Friendship House, too, because
And it looks like maybe it looks like maybe we had a problem. Yeah. Maybe we had a problem with the recording. But that is our report on our trip to Mansfield, uh, September 2023. I do indeed plan to go back to stay in the house. Uh, This year for Wilder Days, Dean Butler is going to be the guest. And uh, William Anderson, the great Laura historian, the big Laura historian, is going to be there And I really would like to go back, but I'm not sure it's going to fit in the budget. I haven't decided for sure yet which which trips I'm going to do. I have quite a few possibles, and I am getting to the point where I'm going to have to give up (laughs) some of them. But I hope to get down there again, and this time I would stay in the Friendship House if the house Uh, that Laura stayed in isn't open. So with that, that is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember to brighten the corner where you are and to also check out Trundle Bed Tales on YouTube because uh, I still am not doing great on getting one out every Friday, but I have been doing better and getting a couple of videos out every year. So be sure to check it out. (laughs) 